to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. Carlisle nodded. Let's go. I thought I was ready. The passing seconds were already pounding in my head like drumbeats, but I wasn't. Bella seemed so forlorn at Esme's side, her eyes bewildered as if she couldn't process how everything had changed so quickly. Only an hour ago, we were perfectly happy, and now she was hunted, left to vampires she barely knew for protection. She'd never looked so vulnerable as she did standing there, alone, in a room full of inhuman strangers. Could a dead heart break? I was at her side, my arms tight around her, pulling her off the ground. Her warmth in my arms was quicksand and I wanted to drown in it, to never pull free. I kissed her just once, worried that the plans would all crumble into chaos if I couldn't make myself step away from her. Part of me didn't care if every human life in Forks and Push and Seattle were sacrificed to keep her by my side. I had to be stronger than that. I would end this. I would make her safe again. It felt as though all the cells in my body were dying off one by one as I sat her back on her feet. My fingers lingered against her face and then stung as I forced them free. Stronger than this, I reminded myself. I had to shut down all this agony so I could do my job, destroy the danger. I turned away from her. I'd thought I'd known what burning felt like. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. <laughs> My name's Marin. My name's Emily. And our podcast's name is Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. 
That was dumb. Really cute, if you ask me. Okay. Thanks, I thought of it myself. Well, yeah, that's the cutest name I've ever heard of a podcast. Um, And today we are talking about Midnight Sun, Chapter 23, Goodbyes. Goodbyes. I don't think I like that. Goodbyes. What happened last week? Well, last week, uh, well... What didn't happen last week? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Everything happened last Nothing week. Nothing didn't. <laughs> and now, <laughs> here we are. So basically how it goes, James was like, sniff of a breeze. There's a human here. Ugh. Edward was like, yeah, it's my human. And then James was like, but I want her. And then this whole thing happened. And Edward ran away with Bella and Emmett and Alice in the, tr- in the Jeep. And Bella came up with what turns out to be not the worst plan somehow. Somehow it's not the worst one. We've I, been proven wrong. It's fine. I apologize. I take responsibility for thinking that it was Bella's worst plan when in fact it was the best plan out of all of them. Yeah, apparently there's just no good plans, you know. <laughs> is that Bella's what it is? worst plan is the best plan? <laughs> so it's not that she had a good plan. It's just that it was the least worst yeah, okay. the least worst plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, uh, much to Edward's unwantingness, they are driving back to Bella's house because Bella has to put on a show for Charlie. Mm-hmm. 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 Gotta keep the chief safe, you know? Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's literally all I care about right now. First of many goodbyes. I oh, know. All right. So... Before Edward even could know it, he's pulling up at Bella's house, not happy about it. The chief has every light in the house on, though. Yeah, because Charlie... Okay. Here it goes. Starting to cry. One line into the chapter, and I'm going to cry. This man waited his whole adult life to have his daughter come live with him. She came and lived with him. She's been a little bit weird and awkward, hasn't really gone out very much, mostly just hangs around the house reading and making lasagna. But tonight, she's on a date with the doctor's son. This is a huge deal for Charlie. Like, he's very excited about this. You know, he walked around that house for a little while. He turned lights on. He didn't know what to do. He ate a pizza. He drank like six beers. And now he's (laughs) laying on the couch and he is waiting for her to get home Mm -hmm. he's kind of dozing because he knows she's safe because she's with the doctor and his family Mm -hmm. so he's like this is great everything is turning out exactly the way i wanted it to turn out that's (laughs) why would you say that that's what's happening (laughs) that's what's happening as a parent i can just feel him being like this is (laughs) This is what I wanted mm-hmm. more than anything is to have my little girl and have her be happy and have her hang out with the doctor's family. Yeah. Oh, and so he's laying there. All the lights are on. Well, now I can't see. <laughs> All right. They're, they've been released. Uh, yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> Edward's like, all right, James isn't around. He calls James the tracker pretty much. All mm-hmm. the time, but I'm not Should going to. Should we do to. A, the tracker? <laughs> like a Victoria on the line <laughs> stat. And Alice is still doing her vision scans. And so far, there's nothing that's going to happen at the chief's house. So Edward feels pretty okay about it. 
And then Edward starts to think of some other plans that they could do. Like, what if they just all stay in Forks and everybody just, like, rotates a guard shift around Bella's house? And so he makes a decision to, like, well, what if we do that? So then Alice starts to think, you know, well, what would happen? And... Uh, and Alice is like, mm, yeah, it would like work for like, what, like two weeks, maybe. <laughs> and then James would be like, I'm just going to go kill everybody else then. Oh, um, Mike Newton's mom. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, um, Mrs. Stanley. Goodbye. Like just random people mm-hmm. dead. Jessica gone. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, all right. If that continues, and Bella's not going to like it for sure, but even if it she did, for some reason, we'd still have to leave because then the Volturi would be like, well, obviously, <laughs> the Cullens <laughs> have gone wild, so we get better go pick them up real quick. <laughs> They're ready for us. So he's going to stick with Bella's plan. And as soon as he decides this, he's like, oh, no. What is happening to my body? There's literally a hole inside me. Um, Is this a human thing? (laughs) Every single one of us are familiar with this sensation. How did Edward go 100 years without ever feeling this? That's what I was going to say. I was like, it's confirmed. I'm more anxious than Edward Cullen because I feel this about three times a day. This is a normal feeling to be like, oh, shoot, everything's terrible. Right? Mm -hmm, Normal. mm -hmm. Okay. What's going on, Edward? (laughs) It's his first time. Poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Must be disorienting. (laughs) Yeah. Edward is in much of a hurry, even though he knows that, you know, Alice is going to keep things on, you know, on schedule. (laughs) (laughs) He tells Emmett that James isn't here. Alice already knows. And so Alice and Edward get out of the Jeep. And I love this line here, but I misread it the first time I read it, and I like my version better. Okay, let's hear it. It's like a mishearing song lyrics. Yeah. Okay. He goes, Alice and I slid silently from the Jeep, minds ranging through distance and time. Mm-hmm. I read it as minds raging through distance and time, and I was like, <laughs> that's cool. And then I read it again, and I was like, oh, less cool. They're just angrily going through what's going to happen and where everybody is. Raging through distance Brr. and time. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yep. Uh, And Alice now sees that James will get there while they're inside the house. Uh, Emmett, though, he's unbuckling Bella. And he's like, no problem, Bella. We're going to take care of things here so quick. You're not even going to notice you were gone. Emmett doesn't have the pit in his tummy. Emmett doesn't know what an anxious thought feels like. (laughs) How much do we wish that we could be as chill and optimistic as Emmett? Always. It would be, life would be so much easier Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. And probably the same, honestly. (laughs) Worrying doesn't change anything, as far as I can tell. (laughs) No, it just makes me stay in my bedroom for too many hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, Edward calls to Alice, and by calls I mean hisses. He's like, Alice. (laughs) Does he speak Parseltongue? I think so. He does hiss a lot. Edward. Is it like a cat hiss, though? Okay, never mind. There it is. (laughs) It is a cat hiss. (laughs) So Alice knows that her position is she needs to run over to the Bella's truck and get on the ground and shimmy underneath and then bloop up on yeah. the underneath so Absolutely. that James can't see her. Uh-huh. So funny. <laughs> so funny that she is like hanging from the the running board. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing. 
really cool and then edward hisses at emmett also and edward (laughs) (laughs) the way he says this emmett was already moving scaling the tree in the front yard his weight bent the pine noticeably but he (laughs) moved on quickly to the next tree over he would keep moving while we were inside this was a lot more obvious than alice's hidden spot but he'd see anything coming and would be a solid deterrent if nothing else (laughs) The only thing that came to me in this moment was Rosalie saying, my monkey man. And I was like, oh my God, she was right. She's totally right. He is a leap from tree to tree to tree to tree. He's like a gorilla. <laughs> I love it. It all makes sense now. It Rosalie, I'm sorry I ever doubted does. you. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Bella's still sitting in the car, uh, frozen. And Edward notices that she's just crying, and she finally moves when he comes over to her. And Edward is having a hard time touching her because he's like, these touches will be our last touches. And so he's like, gotta ignore that. He pulls her out, and he runs her to the house. On the way, he reminds her for the (laughs) 28th time, only 15 minutes, Bella. At least the 28th. And Bella's giving herself a pep talk. I can do this. And Edward's like, oh, okay. And as they get closer to the porch, he feels her pulling back against him. And what does he do? He stops automatically. If Edward Cullen can feel a tiny pull back from Bella and stop automatically, I give Jacob no, nothing. Goodbye. Uh, Yeah, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, I broke up with Jacob so long ago. Way back in 2020, mm-hmm. I broke up with Jacob Black. <laughs> I'm just saying. He gets nothing. Stop. Automatically. Mm-hmm. That's why you, you, you do that. Okay. Um, even though he doesn't want to. His muscles are screaming at him. Anyway. <clears throat> Bella idiot sandwiches Edward, and she says, I love you, and I will always love you no matter what happens now. And Edward, his hole is getting bigger. He at thinks least he's he going to rip in half. how it feels. Yeah. And then Bella has a, uh, never mind. Uh, Keep going. And Edward's like, no, nothing's going to happen to you, Bella. And she's like, well, just follow the plan. Okay, keep Charlie safe. He's not going to like me very much after this. And I want to have the chance to apologize later. And Edward's like, what in the world is she? Okay. (laughs) He tells her to get inside because I have to hurry. And she says one more thing. Don't listen to another word I say tonight. Oh, no. This is the first time that I wrote, oh, no. And then it's pretty much on every page for the rest of this chapter. I just wrote, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before Edward can figure out what she's planning, she does a very smashing kiss to him, which he would never even smash that hard of her. <laughs> <laughs> he just underestimates Bella over and over and over. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid to be smashed. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? I agree. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she gets a big blush going and she spins around and is just crying constantly. It's a constant stream of tears. Bella. And then Edward looks at her and she's raising one leg into the air and he's like, why? And then she fucking kicks down the door. She's straight up. Charlie is going to have to fix that door frame. She kicked the door open. You know that the chief did not like leave the door open a crack. No, but she kicked the door open. But How come she didn't tell us this? Edward Cullen is an adrenaline rush. <laughs> 
<laughs> she didn't tell us this in no. Twilight. She kept so many amazing things from us. She really did. She didn't want us to know about her secret skill. I'm just really glad Edward told us because that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's get, the chief is going to have to fix that door, which makes me even more sad. In the door she goes, screaming, go away, Edward. And then the chief goes, Bella? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and she screams back, leave me alone, and she heads upstairs. So, Edward's like, oh, okay, so before when she, I thought she was like frozen scared, she was actually just planning. Like, she knows what she's going to do, so that's cool. Apparently, I just don't, I'm not involved in this. So... He hears Charlie run up the stairs after her, and he scaled the side of the house, (laughs) and he's just peeking through the window to see if Charlie's going to come in her room, and when he first looks in, he doesn't see Bella, and he's like, oh no, did Bella forget where her room is? But then he sees her. She was pulling her duffel bag out from under her bed, and also some kind of small knitted sack. How cute is Bella? She's got like a tote. Well, no, that's her money sock, isn't it? Oh, is it? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's her sock of cash. It's cute for Edward to call it a small knitted sack, though. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Maybe it is in a bag, but I Him imagine a sock. saying that, I didn't even realize what it was, but that's exactly what it is because yeah. she talks about bringing that with her. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. She reaches under her mattress and pulls out her $20. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, thus begins Charlie's pounding on her door. And he does not stop through everything that they Mm -mm. say to each other. He is a Mm -mm. constant bang on her door. Uh, He says, Bella, are you okay? What's going on? And Edward plops through the window and he is helping Bella pack. And Bella just tells Charlie, I'm going home. And Charlie says, did he hurt you? And Edward's like, yes, I did. But Bella's <sighs> like, no. Gosh. I, that's why I wrote, oh, no, again. Mm-hmm. No, you did not. Honey, you did not hurt her. Yeah. No, this is where all of the little Edward, he's manifesting the wrong things to mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. It starts now and it gets worse. Yeah, he, he just really, deep down inside of that stomach hole he feels like it's his everything is his fault he did this he should never have even pursued the relationship with her in the first place that mm-hmm. it was a mistake oh, oh Edward. Yeah, he just yeah he really does just start unraveling like all the progress that he's made mm-hmm. um bella's holding open the back edward is tossing a variety of items inside <laughs> it <laughs> which because he's like she needs to not have just t-shirts she also needs blouses and here's a henley and here's like here's that skirt that she likes why (laughs) here's some socks i don't know as if alice wouldn't just door dash a new (laughs) wardrobe to bella right yes wardrobe dash Uh uh-huh is is that a thing they call it it's got to be a thing (laughs) there's rich people so there's got to be that Mm -hmm. (laughs) i will never know Edward's gonna put that uh well Alice is gonna pack that bag in the car and then when they like when Bella falls asleep on their drive she's just gonna throw it out the car (laughs) be like guess we gotta buy you new clothes (laughs) big fan anyway Edward also finds that the keys to Bella's truck are on her dresser and so he puts them in his pocket and Charlie's like did he break up with you and Bella's just like no (laughs) and Edward's like what what is she doing? I thought that we were breaking up. I thought that's what was happening. 
Charlie is still pounding on the door. What happened, Bella? And then she goes, I broke up with him. Edward takes a bag from Bella because she can't get it zippered up and he zippers it up. And then he's like, this is kind of heavy, maybe. Uh, is it going to be too heavy for her? But she's just grabbing for it. So he carefully puts it on her shoulder and she doesn't fall over. So she's good. And then they do a forehead to forehead press. Yeah, I just was really struck on this page about how, you know, I mean, like Edward, he's a vampire, so his his mind can think about more than one thing at once. And he can basically kind of like slow down time because he's so fast. And so in all of this panic that Bella is feeling where she's just like she's absolutely at the top of panic and she's trying not to absolutely destroy Charlie and she's trying to pack and she's trying to do this thing and not freak out Edward the whole time Edward is like carefully and thoughtfully packing and making sure that they have everything she'll need and also making sure that they get a connection here in this moment like okay so first he goes to help her pack he puts a variety of clothes in making sure she has tops and bottoms and underwear and bras and like everything she's gonna need he thinks about that while she can't and then he grabs the keys and puts them in his pocket and then he moves her fingers out of the way so he can zip up the thing and then he weighs it and then he puts it on her shoulder and then he makes that like really quick we're it's fine we're gonna be fine connection with her and I just love that he because of who he is, he could do all of that. Like, he could carefully make sure that everything was in place where it was supposed to be. I just, I find that so touching and so meaningful. I love it. Yeah. Because if it was just Bella who went in, she would have just, like, taken one drawer and, like, put it mm-hmm. in her bag. And then she would have gone out and they would have driven away. And she'd have, like, a meltdown because she only grabbed her pajama pants. Yeah. And what is she supposed to do with only pajama pants? Mm-hmm. And he just, like, bypasses any future, like, yeah. oh, no, I forgot this It's thing. just so, so good and sweet. And, I, you know, my, part of me is wants to just be like, oh, my gosh, Stephanie, that was amazing. But, of course, it was. Like, she had this time to think about who Edward is and what he does and what kind of a person he is. And this is this is who he is. Ugh, I love mm-hmm. it so much. So he tells her that he's going to be waiting in the truck and tells her to go. And then he dives out the window. A dive. <laughs> what? Literal dive. Is it a swan dive? Or is it a cannonball? Is it a feet first? First I, time? <laughs> no, I figured it was like straight up swan dive. <laughs> That's what I thought first. He just swan dives. I mean, he penguin dove across the parking <laughs> lot and now he's swan diving out the window. It's the only reasonable explanation. <laughs> he watched a lot of Michael Phelps, I think. Right? Who didn't? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Emmett's outside. He's not in the trees anymore. And he gestures to the east. And so Edward casts his mind in that direction super cool (laughs) and he notices that james is about half a mile away and he can hear james yeah and james is thinking the big one is playing watchman tonight patience (laughs) who talks to themselves like that i hate james even more james is literally the worst but it's so funny to call him the big one the big one is playing (laughs) watchman tonight and Edward's like, okay. He's he's obviously a super, he thinks of himself as a super villain. Mm-hmm. That's why he talks that way. Because oh. he's like, like the big one is playing Watchmen tonight. Patience. <laughs> he's <laughs> vlogging. He is oh, vlogging. I hate him. I hate him too. <laughs> 
Anyway, so Edward's like, okay, so we saw Emmett apparently, but he can't see us now. So that's good. Um, I wished we had Jasper with us now. If we could come at him from three sides. Honestly. If you could, just do it. You have Alice. <laughs> but Alice is like, Edward, no, that'll leave Bella vulnerable. <laughs> Alice is handy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Charlie continues asking Bella what happened. I thought you liked him. They're back downstairs. And Edward makes a decision about what they're going to do. And so Alice is like, I got it. And she slithers out from the (laughs) truck. (laughs) And she gets into the Jeep. And she puts it in neutral. But then she has to hop all the way back out of it. And pushes it out of the driveway. (laughs) One hand on the door frame. The other one reaching up as high as she could to the (laughs) steering wheel. With two fingers. I love everything about this visual. (laughs) It's really cute. It's so cute. And so Alice is walking the Jeep far enough away from the house so that Charlie thinks Edward's gone. Impossible. Why is she doing this and not just picking it up and moving it down the street? Pick it up and walk it. Literally. Because Bella had to be hefted in and she's taller than Alice. Yeah. This is impossible. Impossible indeed. (laughs) Just pick it up. Honestly. I'm so confused. (laughs) She could get under the Jeep and just (laughs) lift it and... Walk like you're driving. Oh, really cute, uh, Alice. Anyway, Edward's like, this is good. Now Charlie's not going to know I'm still here. Emmett's watching Alice and he's like, should I help her? Because <laughs> Emmett's like, the, she's not tall enough. This this is really stupid. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. I, this is, why did you choose this? Mm-hmm. Edward shakes his head and uh, mouths Charlie to him and tells him to follow Alice on foot. Or follow everybody on foot, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Emmett hops back up into a tree so James can look at him again (laughs) and make sure James stays away. Uh, But James, he doesn't leave, but he doesn't come closer. He's just watching Emmett jump through the trees, fascinated like we all would be, (laughs) right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he's like... I mean, if the big one comes over closer to me, I can run away. So it's fine. (laughs) And Edward's like, I'll show you run away. But no, I'll stay. And uh, then Bella's telling Charlie, I do like him. Absolutely sobbing now. And Edward's like, I know those are not fake tears. And she sounds so sad. And he hates that she's doing this. He says, she shouldn't have to do this. She is paying for my mistake and my foolishness. Oh, no. Bella continues, that's the problem. I can't do this anymore. I can't put down any more roots here. I don't want to end up trapped in this stupid, boring town like mom. I'm not going to make the same dumb mistake she did. I hate it. I can't stay here another minute. Ouch. Mm. Charlie's mental response was deeper, more searing than I would have expected. Bella is heading towards the front door, so Edward gets inside of her truck and puts her key in there, and Emmett's, like, right next to the front door, basically, up in the trees, and Edward's like, still, I don't like how far Bella has to walk (laughs) from the front door to the truck, and he's listening to James. James hasn't moved still, but he knows that James is hearing that Bella's leaving, and that she's not planning on coming back. He knows that Emmett saw him as well. And so he's like, I wonder if James knows that Bella knew that he could hear her or not. (laughs) 
And then Charlie just says to Bella, Bells, you can't leave now. It's nighttime. Oh, man. And she says, I'll sleep in the truck if I get tired. And then Charlie imagined his daughter unconscious in the dark cab of the truck on the side of the freeway in the middle of nowhere. And then Edward adds adds his own Mm -hmm. uh, scariness Mm. to the Charlie (laughs) imagining. While all around her dark, amorphous shapes crept closer and closer. Yeah, I. this is such a an interesting thing. When I was young, like Bella's age, I wasn't afraid of anything, nothing. I made the stupidest decisions. I was reckless all the time. I took risks constantly. Nothing scared me. Men didn't scare me. I had no idea what people were capable of. Like, the evil things that people were capable of. And I think that Bella's the same. Like, she doesn't really get it. But these two men, who love her the most, who love her more than anything else in the world and anyone else in the world, even her mom, they love her more than anyone. They are both imagining these dangers that they know of. Think of the chief knows every single bad thing that could happen to her. Mm -hmm. Edward knows all the other every single bad things. Both of them combined, this is the worst nightmare either of them could possibly have is Bella being alone. Mm -hmm. It's so scary. And Bella's just like, it's fine. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So scary. Charlie says to her, just wait another week. Renee will be back by then. And that brings Bella to a halt. No. (laughs) She turns around and she's like, what? And Edward's like, oh shit. He gets out of the truck, is in the middle of the lawn. Like, uh, (laughs) what do we do now? Yeah. Do I just, like, burst through the window and, like, pick her up and run? Like, uh, oh, no. Um, Charlie tells Bella she called while you were out. Things aren't going so well in Florida. And if Phil doesn't get signed by the end of the week, they're going back to Arizona. And so Charlie and Edward both wait to see what Bella's going to do. But she just tells him, I have a key. And she starts to open the door. So Edward runs back to the truck. Thank God. (laughs) And Edward thinks that James would have to assume that this was a story for Charlie and the opposite of the truth. But the door didn't open. So I assume that Charlie's like closing the door or standing right next to her so she can't open it. She doesn't tell us from what I remember in Twilight. Um, So Bella says to Charlie, just let me go, Charlie. And uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. he just hears how absolutely devastated Bella is to be saying these things so the door finally opens Bella shoves past Charlie and he is right behind her hand outstretched Edward is on the floor of the truck but he's peeking up through the windows to see what's happening and Bella as she runs across the lawn says it didn't work out okay I really really hate forks the word seems simple enough but crushing anguish speared Charlie through where he stood his mind swirled almost like vertigo, and his thoughts were another face, so much like Bella's and also tear-stained, but this woman's eyes were pale blue. So Charlie's just standing there, as Edward describes him, stunned and splintering, while Bella runs to the truck, and she just yells at him, I'll call you tomorrow. And Charlie doesn't say anything. So Edward's like, okay, Bella does know how how crazy everything is right now because there's no way she would ever have done this to Charlie if she didn't realize how 
how intense everything was. Uh, I'd put her in this hellish position. Guess what I'm going to say. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Edward. Every time he says something like that, all I can think is, stop. This is not necessary. Mm -hmm. Bella runs around to the driver's side. She opens the door and jumps into the seat and she goes to turn the key because she knows Edward put it in there for her. And the truck turns on. So she turns it on. Edward reaches out from the floor still (laughs) to touch her hand. And he's like, I wish I could do something, but I know that there's nothing I can say right now. And she pulls out of the driveway and then she gives her hand to him. And Charlie's just still standing at the door. I can't even... As they drive away. Like... I just want to be like, how long do you think he stood there? But then I want to think about how long he stood there. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I am heartbroken. Edward tells Bella to pull over. She's still crying. She passes right back. She drives right past Alice (laughs) in the Jeep. Doesn't even notice it. And he's like, apparently she can't see anything (laughs) at all. (laughs) Because there's Alice on the side of the road still pushing the Jeep. Favela's <laughs> <laughs> um, like, no, I can drive. But he just simply pops her off to the side and <laughs> takes over driving. <laughs> but he keeps her close and she drooped there wilting. And he tells her, you wouldn't be able to find the house. And he, he expects her to... Uh, question this but she doesn't she didn't care nope and you know when bella doesn't care that edward's driving something's very wrong Mm. (laughs) they finally are like a couple blocks away so alice turns the jeep on (laughs) and she turns on the headlights which freaks bella out and he's like it's just alice and he grabs her hand and he squeezes it she asks about the tracker and so Alice feeds Edward the information he needs to know <laughs> to tell Bella. Aww. He tells her that he heard the end of your performance and she asks about Charlie. So Alice gives him the more the more information, gives him more information and tells her that the tracker followed them um, and that, that he's running behind them now. Bella asks if they can outrun him. As and he said, if. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not in this ridiculous truck, he <laughs> thinks to himself. I would much rather have an as if. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bella is just looking out the window and Alice is doing Charlie vision checks. And it's a little bit hard for her because she's never actually met Charlie yet. But as far as she can tell, no one's going to go back to do anything to Charlie yet. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Emmett is now running behind them. I love learning about Emmett and Bella's trauma bond. Absolutely. (laughs) It's really sweet. Yeah. Uh, Edward goes, I would have expected he'd be itching to catch the tracker in pursuit to bring this ordeal to a quick and violent end. Nope. Instead, his thoughts were focused on Bella. His few moments as bodyguard seemed to have affected him deeply. Her safety was his current priority. Oh, Emmett. He's going to keep that the rest of his existence. Mm-hmm. He is He's got bonded little sister. to her. 
Ugh. <laughs> Bonded. Bella brought out everyone's protective side. Literally everyone's. Everyone she ever meets. Mm-hmm. All they want to do is protect her. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Keep that in mind for a later chapter. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to think about any. Okay. There's other <laughs> chapters of this book still. Yes. Uh, he can tell that James isn't going to come close to them tonight, but Emmett wants to make sure that James knows that he's going to have to go through <laughs> him to get to Bella. Uh. Oh my gosh. And then Emmett does a thing where he gets a <laughs> jump and he jumps over the Jeep into the truck and it, he lands so hard that Edward has to like correct the steering wheel. This is the only scare jump in Twilight in the movie and it's very effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like it. It's very scary. Bella screams <laughs> so loud that Edward has to put his hand over her mouth so that he can hear her. <laughs> I can't get pronouns straight today. Who's who? <laughs> so that she can hear him tell her that it's just Emma. It's okay. Bella is super tense. Uh, he just pulls her even tighter to him. And he says, it's okay, Bella. You're going to be safe. But she doesn't react. She just keeps trembling. And she is breathing quickly and shallowly. So he tries to distract her. And he brings out his normal voice. And he says, I didn't realize you were so bored with small town life. It seemed like you were adjusting fairly well, especially recently. Maybe I was just flattering myself that I was making life more interesting for you. (laughs) Real good try, Edward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I know that wasn't like (laughs) the best thing I could have said, but it did get her attention. And she tells him that she wasn't being nice. And she looks down and she says, that was the same thing my mom said when she left him. And Edward's like, okay, I figured it was something like that. So he tells her, don't worry, he'll forgive you. She looks up at him, and he tries to smile at her, but he can't. And so he goes, Bella, it's going to be all right. And she shudders, and she goes, but it won't be all right when I'm not with you. So Edward holds Bella even closer while his hole gets even wider, because she was right. Everything would be wrong when she wasn't with me. Edward tries again to keep it casual, and he tells her that we'll be together again in a few days, even though he's not sure of that at all. Alice sees many different things still happening, and he tells her, don't forget, this was your idea. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, it was the best idea. Of course it was mine. These guys. (laughs) He tries to smile at her again, and he cannot. And then Bella asks, why did this happen? Why me? And Edward tells her it's his fault. He was a fool to expose her like that. Oh, no. (laughs) Stop it. She looks at him and she goes, that's not what I meant. And she goes, I was there. Big deal. It didn't bother the other two. Why did James decide to kill me? There's people all over the place. Why me? So Edward's like, all right. It wasn't you. It was me. It was my fault. (laughs) He thinks of himself as a hunter and nothing else. His existence is consumed with tracking, and a challenge is all he asks of life. Suddenly, we've presented him with a beautiful challenge. A large clan of strong fighters, all bent on protecting the one vulnerable element. You wouldn't believe how euphoric he is right now. It's his favorite game, and we've just made it his most exciting game ever. And while Edward is saying this, he's thinking about it. He's like, that's true. There's nothing I could have done to stop this. And so he tells Bella, if I had stood by, he would have killed you right then. 
And I was like, but I thought that no one else <laughs> thought that I smelled as good as you. <laughs> you mean everybody's this attracted to me? Hmm. Huh. <laughs> He's like, you don't, but that doesn't mean you aren't still a temptation to every one of them. If you had appealed to the tracker or any of them the same way you appealed to me, it would have meant a fight right there. And then Edward's like, huh, a fight right there. Yeah. Well, what would that looked like? Uh, remember back when I was like, kill them right now? Mm-hmm. That's what it would have looked like. He's like, so the redhead would have run away. Laurent probably wouldn't have stuck around either. <laughs> Even if they all did, they never would have survived. Especially with Jasper there uh, launching a surprise attack while everyone was staring at Emmett. Edward dropping the truth bombs here. Mm-hmm. And then Edward tells us, I'd seen enough of his memories to believe that Jasper could probably have handled all three. Mm-hmm. And yet, <laughs> Mr. Carlisle trying to, you know, let's not kill anybody. Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. He goes, if we were a normal coven, we probably would have attacked just for the insults. <laughs> <laughs> Should have anyway. Mm-hmm. He goes, but we weren't normal. We were civilized. We tried to live to a higher standard, a gentle, a gentle, <laughs> a gentler, more peaceable standard because of our father, mm. because Carlisle, because of Carlisle tonight, we hesitated. He goes, did that make us weaker? And then he immediately says, no, the what we did was still the right choice. Even if it did make us weak, I could feel that it resonated deeply in my mind, my being Or my soul, if such a thing existed, whatever it was that drove this corporeal form. Blood. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. Channeling spike here. Uh It's just blood. But it didn't matter now. So he tells Bella that he thinks he's going to have to kill James. Carlisle's not going to like it, but hopefully he'll understand. (laughs) There was only kill or be killed now. I mean, okay. I understand that Carlisle is a righteous whatever, whatever. But why does it matter? Why? Why are we like, why is it a a thing to be like, let's make sure that these vampires stay alive? I understand being like, let's not ever kill a human being ever. But why not just like, we don't have to keep vampires alive. They're bad. And if they haven't been nurtured and loved and treated the way that the colons have been they're all they care about is blood and killing people mm-hmm. why do we care about keeping them alive they're not doing any good in this world i would assume it's probably because of the bigger effect that it would have if they were killing every vampire that came but they wouldn't to have to only the ones that are like this that are like scary and it just doesn't make any sense to be like Oh my gosh, let's not kill these guys, even though they literally want to kill Bella, who's part of their family. Yeah. It's interesting, because Carlisle spent so many years around those guys. He knows what they're like. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. Yeah. So then Bella's like, how do you kill a vampire? (laughs) And Edward's like, oh no, in all my anxiety, I forgot to worry about this. (laughs) (laughs) And she looks up at him. A different kind of fear than before, almost as though she was concerned the task would fall to her. <laughs> well, How do I it has to be done by a human, and it can only be done by a human who's less than 5'5". Five five. 
<laughs> and no upper body strength whatsoever. Sorry, Bella. First, you got to kick him real hard. <laughs> I think you'll be okay with that one. Didn't know you had it in you, but you passed that test. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Edward doesn't try to lessen what he's saying. He just straight up tells her. he He's fine with telling her horrid details but he won't tell her I love you you're beautiful you're the best thing that's ever happened to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's like the only way to be sure is to tear him to shreds and then burn the pieces and Bella's like well will the other two fight and he tells her the woman will but I'm not sure about Laurent and then he thinks to himself he was embarrassed by James in the meadow (laughs) and if anyone understands embarrassment it's Edward Cullen (laughs) good point (laughs) But he does say something, he, he says something in his head. He thinks something that really, like, is the crux of, like, Eclipse. He goes, if she could control her terror, that is, he's talking about Victoria. She's just a coward. She never wants to fight. She never wants to do anything but run and make other people do her stuff for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yuck. And then Bella's like, but won't they try to kill you? And Edward's like, aha. Of course she's panicking about the wrong thing as usual. <laughs> he says to her, Bella, don't you dare waste time worrying about me. He's right, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Your only concern is keeping yourself safe. And she's like, okay, but is he still following us? <laughs> and he says, yes, he won't attack the house tonight, though. Uh, Not while we were together, he thinks to himself. Was our splitting up exactly what the tracker wanted? But I remembered what Alice saw happening if we tried to guard Bella here. I had no love for Mike Newton, but neither he nor anyone else in Forks was an acceptable sacrifice. Mike? (laughs) I love it. He's not thinking about, like, just random people. He's like, oh, I don't know. Mike Newton might have to die. Damn it. Even Mike, I guess we can't <laughs> let him. Ugh. Love it. I love that in that moment, he's like, <sighs> even that stupid boy who I hate. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Emmett is still amped up, and Edward wishes he could just tell him where James is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, James apparently already is trying to figure out what kind of extra abilities the clones have, and so Edward does not want to give him a single hint. And they're getting closer to the clones' house. They're in the driveway. <laughs> James is vlogging again. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and so Alice is, like, telling Edward what they're doing, and she's like, okay... James is meeting Victoria now on the other side of the river. They're going to split up, though, and watch us. He's going to be in the mountains. He's going to be in the trees. Edward's like, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Emmett, though, still on, like, bus <laughs> protect Bella. Uh, as soon as... <laughs> I love this so much, guys. As soon as Edward stops the Jeep next to the house... Uh, <laughs> Emmett leaps out of the truck. He doesn't even, like, he leaps out before the truck even stops. Mm-hmm. And he starts running as they're stopping. And before it even stops, he pulls the door open and grabs Bella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. Well, he, like, after he opens the door, Edward's like, gently. <laughs> he's like, and he's oh, like, I no. know. <laughs> this is my little sister now. Stop. So cute. <laughs> And Edward's like, 
I mean, he doesn't need to be doing this. It's not necessary. Neither of them are close enough. But you know what? Better to be overcautious than <laughs> under now, I guess. <laughs> and then Edward's really cute. And he goes, it did feel safer in a strange way to see Emmett, massive and indestructible, cradling Bella in his colossal arms. <laughs> she was barely visible behind them. He ducked through the front door before a second had passed. Alice and I were at his sides instantly. Incredible. Really cute. So beautiful. So Edward walks into the front door and he finds everybody standing there in a circle. And who should be in the middle of the circle but Laurent? That guy. Mm. Thanks. Come on in. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett very gently sets, sets Bella down and then he like does a growl and a step towards <laughs> Laurent and Carlisle's like, stop. Whatever, Carlisle. I am living for Emmett right now. This mm-hmm. Emmett is peak Emmett. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> uh, he sees that Esme is standing next to Carlisle and she looks at Bella and then um, at Edward and back to Bella. And then Rosalie is also looking at Bella. Not looking, glaring at Bella, but Shut Edward up, ignores Rose. her. <laughs> Honestly. And he just stands there until Laurent looks at him. And Edward says to Laurent, he's tracking us because he wants to hear what he's going to think. And he thinks to himself, of course he's tracking the human and he'll find her. But out loud, Laurent says, I was afraid of that. And lots of Laurent thoughts happen here. So he's like, I need to leave. James can't think that I've sided with them. Maybe I'll just tell him I'm gathering info. Hopefully I can just disappear while he's caught up with everything happening. Dude, he's been with James for so long that he's just terrified of him. While (laughs) Edward's listening, Alice goes over to Jasper and she says, come with my love. And Edward's like, oh, I didn't even notice Jasper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like, oh, he's still doing the camouflage thing. And so he sees Alice and Jasper run upstairs, but Laurent doesn't even look at them. And he knows that Alice is going to go and like write down the plan to Jasper so he's in on it so he doesn't have to so she doesn't have to say it out loud why don't they just know sign language though oh my gosh if you're a vampire just sign it's not like it's hard to learn (laughs) (laughs) incredible curious and he knows that they're just gonna go up and pack so then Carlisle's asking Laurent what is he gonna do and Laurent is like I'm sorry and he thinks to himself, sorry, I ever met those demons. <laughs> mm. I should have known better than to play with fire. Um, and he tells Carlisle, I was afraid when your boy there defended uh, defended her, that would set him off. And then he thinks to himself, he ensured James would never quit until they were both dead. So Carlisle's like, well, can you stop him? And <laughs> he haws to himself <laughs> as if. I could stop him. And he just tells Carlisle, no, nothing stops James once he gets started. And Emmett's like, well, we'll stop him. <laughs> Except Emmett. <laughs> Laurent looks at Emmett and he's like, oh, I wish. If only that were possible. But Laurent just continues telling them, you can't bring him down. I've never seen anything like him. He's lethal. And that's why I joined his coven. And Laurent just starts to think of all the things that James has done <laughs> and like how I guess it wasn't boring at least, but uh. it was quite gruesome and, you know, he's been with them for a few years by now. Well, and it's not only Laurent has to remember these things, but now Edward is learning of the awful, horrible, disgusting things that James is capable of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scary. 
Yep. And so while Rond is thinking about all of this, he looks over at Bella. <laughs> and he says to them, are you sure it's worth it? Guess what I said. Oh, no. <laughs> Edward explodes. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing that's more damaging to Edward than his own self-loathing, it's somebody <laughs> insulting Bella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carlisle thinks to Edward, control. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. It's dude. okay. So Edward tries to calm down, and Carlisle tells Laurent, um, you're going to have to make a choice. And Laurent thinks to himself, there's not many choices left. All I can do is leave and hope James doesn't think I'm worth coming after. And then he thinks about how he obviously can't stay with the Collins, but by this point, Carlisle's already told him about the cousins in Alaska and so he's like maybe I'll go there and hang out with them because they seem like a good protection from James cool uh-huh. cool um but out, but out loud he says I'm intrigued by the life you've created here <laughs> and Edward just goes my access to his inner monologue rather ruined the effect for me <laughs> And he's like, um, I'm not going to go up against James. I'll go to Alaska. Check out those girls. Spread James to them. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing your gross disease to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just traveling around with COVID. And his COVID is James. Phew. James <laughs> is COVID. Uh, Edward can tell that Laurent does actually feel grateful towards Carlisle, though. And so he wants to give him another warning. Don't underestimate James. He's got a brilliant mind and unparalleled senses. He's very comfortable in the human world as well, and he will not come at you head on. And then Edward sees more specific memories from Laurent about how patient James can be and how he has a very dark sense of humor. You know what I think? I think Laurent's an asshole. Yeah. He could at least stay and help fight. But no, he's just going to run away and bring his COVID to the Denali family. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then he tells them that he's sorry for what's been unleashed. Laurent looks over at Bella again and is like still confused about why they're going to do all of this for (laughs) this dumb human. And he thinks to himself that they don't believe me and I wonder how many of them he'll leave alive. Good grief. And he's like, Laurent thinks that we're weak, just like I thought before, but I don't think that now. And it's better to let Laurent believe James would win. He could hide in terror for the next century, and I would not mourn his discomfort. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Carlisle says bye to Laurent, and Laurent looks around the room, and he's like, hmm. Okay, but I love this. He says, go in peace, Carlisle said, both offer and command. That is damn sexy. (laughs) I mean, he is like, we are done having this conversation. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. But instead, he just says, go in peace. (laughs) There's the door right there. Bye. Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. So Laurent leaves. Esme gets those steel shutters going. I love that. I actually have a friend who literally has those in her house. (laughs) I mean, they are cool, but like. You're vampires. I know. <laughs> Any one of you could literally just like walk through them. You don't need them. They don't help. <laughs> They're just for Bella to feel better. They maybe. really are. <laughs> Carlisle asks Edward how close. And Edward can tell that Laurent is now far enough away that he can't hear them. And also that James and Victoria are also far enough 
a way that they will not overhear them. So he tells them that they're about three miles away. Carlisle asks for the plan. Edward whispers to him, will lead him off, and then Jasper and Alice will run herself. And Carlisle asks, and then. <laughs> and Edward tells Carlisle, as soon as Bella is clear, we hunt him. This gives Carlisle a flare of pain, and he says, I guess there's no other choice. Oh, it's okay, Carlisle. <laughs> He's a really bad guy. Mm-hmm. And Edward is like, he talks about how Carlisle had always been able to find a common ground with other vampires and how this would not be easy for him, but he was no stranger to difficulty. I mean, he did live with Arrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. If he can do that, he can do anything. <laughs> There's a couple things that they need to do before they leave. And so Edward looks over at Rosalie and says, get her upstairs and trade clothes because they have to confuse the scent. And Rosalie is... <laughs> is flabbergasted that Edward would dare ask her to do this thing. (laughs) And she just thinks to him, don't you see what she's done to us? She's ruined everything and you want me to protect her. And then out loud she says, why should I? What is she to me except a menace and a danger you've chosen to inflict on all of us? And this really upsets Bella, (laughs) as it would all of us. Yes, so mean. I mean, it's not bad enough that... Rosalie's gorgeous and Bella has a crush on her. Then she has to be super mean to Bella. Mm-hmm. Rude. Mm-hmm. Emma's just like, Rose. <laughs> and he looks over at Edward, expecting Edward to like straight up attack Rosalie right now. <laughs> but Edward's like, this doesn't matter. Um, this is really irritating. This is not the great time for this. Uh, whatever. I don't have enough time for this. And then he goes, if she decided to cease being my sister tonight, then that was her choice and I accepted it. <laughs> so he moves straight on and asks Esme. Oh, my gosh. I love that man. He is like, he's also the king of boundaries. Mm-hmm. He's like, whatever. I don't need you anymore. Then goodbye. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put up with your immature babiness. Yeah. So Esme's like, well, of course. And so she swoops Bella into her arms, just like Emmett, but it looks very different and <laughs> runs her upstairs. And so he lets Esme take care of that. He says that all they would see is the vehicles leaving and they'd follow. So Carlo's like, what else do we need? And Edward tells him, we need the phones, we need the big bag, and we need the cars full of gas. And so Emmett's like, I got the gas. And Edward tells him to do the Jeep, the Mercedes, and her truck. And Carlisle's like, we're splitting into three groups. And Edward just says, Alice sees it's the best way. And then... Uh- Carlisle's like, okay. Mm-hmm. If, Car- if Alice says so, then no question. that's what we're doing. Rosalie is really worried about Emmett now, about how he doesn't ever think before he does stuff. He just does it and how this is all Bella's fault. And Edward completely ignores her and pretends <laughs> like she's not even there. <laughs> Carlisle asks what he's supposed to do. And so Edward tells him, well, Alice saw you with Emmett and me, but that would leave Esme alone to watch Charlie. And Carlisle turned to Rosalie with a stern expression. (laughs) Rosalie, will you do your part for our family? And she goes, for Bella. And then he's like, yes, for our family. As I said, ooh, love him. (laughs) He's good. Damn. And so Rosalie thinks about this and she goes, okay, if I don't, then Carlisle's going to stay with Esme, which leaves Emma alone. 
and she's not going to put Emma in any extra danger. And so she rolls her eyes and says, fine, I, of course I'm not going to let Esme go alone. Shut up again. <laughs> Jeez. So Carlos is like, thank you. <laughs> Here comes Emma in the front door with the large bag they kept some of our sports toys in slung over his shoulder. <laughs> sports toys. <laughs> <laughs> let's just keep it all in one big human-sized bag that's so vampire of them honestly <laughs> here comes alice and esme swooping bella down the stairs jasper is right behind them um clearly on edge and edward looks at jasper and he's like i'm just gonna use his savage appearance to calm myself <laughs> he just remembers how jasper has outlived the bajillions of other vampires he's killed so i should feel very safe and very reassured that he's gonna be with bella plus he has this new trick yeah uh carlisle's back with the phones he gives one to esme and then he touches her on the cheek and she is just completely on board with whatever's happening she doesn't know but this is what they're doing and so she's like cool this is what we're doing she gives (laughs) edward bella's socks yes Literally, she, you guys, she has taken Bella's socks off of Bella's feet, rolled him up, hands him to Edward. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Cool memento, but (laughs) I mean, is it the best thing she could have given him? You know? I don't know. It's pretty good. I mean, socks are smelly. I get it. but That is, if there's one place, one article of clothing that's going to be full of scent it's those socks uh carlisle gives alice the other phone and carlisle tells bella that esme and rosalie are going to be taking the truck and bella's like okay and then he tells alice and jasper to take the mercedes because they have the dark tint because you know carlisle's kind of bougie with his car (laughs) of course he is Uh he can afford to be (laughs) So Jasper and Alice are like, got it. And then he's like, okay, we're taking the Jeep. Alice, give us the vision. <laughs> and so Alice concentrates. She's so cute. She's really thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> and Edward sees that the truck will go first and James will follow it. And then, wait, who's in what? One people leave, someone follows, the other people leave, the other person follows. Yeah. Listen, this is Bella's plan, not mine. It's fine. (laughs) And once she finishes out, he's like, yep, she's going to follow the truck. He'll track you guys. And then we should be able to leave after that. And so Carlisle's like, all right, let's do it. And then Edward's like, but uh, already right now, we have to do it right now. Because he thought he was ready, but he's not. Mm -mm. Because literally, you guys, all of this stuff has happened in less than an hour. Mm -hmm. Everything from the time... Those three got to the clearing till right now. Hasn't even been an hour yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks over at Bella and she's still just standing there by Esme, just <laughs> looking at everybody. <laughs> and he's like, an hour ago, we were perfectly happy. Now she was hunted. She's never looked so vulnerable as she did standing there alone in a room full of inhuman strangers. Could a dead heart break? I got through this passage without sobbing before the episode. I, I don't think I can do it. I'm now. just going to copy and paste it <laughs> in right here. <laughs> I just can't. 
Edward goes over to Bella and he pulls her literally off the ground into his arms and he talks about how her warmth was like quicksand and he wanted to drown in it and never pull free. And he gives her one kiss because he knows that if he does anything more, he might not want to leave and that'll ruin everything. So he <laughs> he thinks about how he would give up every life in the state of Washington to just stay with her. <laughs> But that he cannot do that. He has to be stronger. He has to end this. And he has to make sure she is safe again. So he sets her back down and just dies on the inside. Every part of him. He touches her face once. And then he makes himself stop touching her. And he tells himself that he is stronger than this. And he has to shut down all this agony so he can do his job and destroy the danger. And he turns away from her. He has to detach Mm-hmm. And Bella sees it. Mm. And he says, I thought I'd known what burning felt like. So he walks away. Carlisle and Emmett follow him. He takes the bag from Emmett. And apparently they're trying to trick James that Edward put Bella in the bag. This was incredibly confusing <laughs> to me. I had to read it many times. But yes, that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. They've got this bag and they're like, James, <laughs> James will think that we put our human in this bag <laughs> and put it in the truck. <laughs> it's the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever imagined. <laughs> well, they had to make up for one extra body. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they just have like a human sized bag. Uh, well, I guess we have to hide her in this bag. <laughs> it's incredible, so you guys. Funny. and Edward goes I knew what the tracker expected that I would be too weak to let her out of my sight I cradled the bag as though it contained something infinitely more precious than footballs and hockey sticks as I rushed down the front steps Um, Emmett hops in the jeep Edward puts the bag next to him in the back seat I'm sure Emmett buckles it in he sets it up nicely and like puts his arm around it (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's very precious (laughs) Edward gets into the front seat, Carlisle is in the passenger seat, and then they start driving so fast that Bella would have been horrified if she was actually there. And then he's like, nope, I can't think about that. I have to trust that Alice and Jasper are going to take care of it, and I need to focus on what I'm doing. The tracker is still out of Edward's hearing range, uh, but he knows that he's watching everybody because he'd seen it in Alice's vision. And they head north on the freeway. He talks about how the Jeep was faster than the truck, but it wasn't fast enough to, like, actually get anywhere fast. (laughs) (laughs) But how he doesn't want to outrun the tracker because he doesn't want him to think that that's their motive. And that (laughs) I hoped he wouldn't realize I'd chosen the Jeep just for this purpose. (laughs) He didn't know what else I had in my garage. (laughs) He didn't know about the race cars. Mm -hmm. And just for a second, he's close enough to hear what James is thinking. And James is thinking, take a ferry? It's a long way around otherwise. I could cut through. And he tells Carlisle to make the call. And Carlisle gets the phone, and he texts like a teenager. (laughs) He gives it right on his leg, and he presses call, and he calls Esme. (laughs) Esme answers, and he just says clear and hangs up. And disconnected the phone. Edward goes, I was disconnected too. I had no way to see what she was doing now, no chance to hear her voice. I shoved the despair away from me before I could start wallowing. I had a job to do. You ever been this nervous? Yeah. 
<laughs> Edward hasn't. <laughs> Edward's never been this nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I had something that I like thought of right before we sat down to record. And so I wrote it all down because I was like, I want to talk about this on the recording instead of like, you know, just now while we're not recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about how like Edward is the type of person who who needs lots of and the way we said it was we said he needs lots of Esmes, mm-hmm. which means he just needs lots of people to take care of him. Like he needs Esme and he needs Bella and he needs Alice and he needs Jasper and Emma. He needs these family members who nurture him and take care of him and stuff. And do you think he needs so many Esmes because he was so young when he got turned? He was only 17 and he was so close to his mom. Mm-hmm. That, that was like that was the human part that stayed with him is that he just needed so much like more support than an older person would have being turned. I mean, like obviously, you know, he was he was still kind of super young and needed his mm-hmm. mom. And did Carlisle's that's see that's the thing, is like what have, would have happened if it hadn't been Carlisle? If it had been like any other vampire and then Edward had either been like left on his own to his own devices or had been like raised by a an evil vampire like James, for example, like would all of that sweetness have been like just forgotten and and like washed away? Because hmm. now I'm wondering, like, is it possible if you get them right at the beginning to turn everybody who's been turned into a vampire and keep them sweet? Or is it just like the blood is going to overtake them no matter what? Yeah. I don't know. But I also wonder if the way that Edward was already dying played into it because he was already in the hospital dying. He was obviously reliant on nurses. Right. So he at that moment was Mm -hmm. so emotionally needy anyway Mm -hmm. that it just like amplified. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. I just think it's so interesting to think about, you know, how... Like, for example, we think of, like, Brie Tanner, who was um, a pretty strong and independent human. And then when she got turned, she stayed a strong and independent vampire. Like, she did not need to be part of the crowd. Mm -hmm. She didn't care about them. Um, And if she had had the chance to stay with the Cullens, she probably would have been strong enough to be just like them. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's super interesting. But then, like, what happened to James as a human? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so incredible. It's like, what a great discussion about why we should, like, make sure that everybody has everything they need <laughs> mm-hmm. in life. Because if they don't, then they, it really, really changes the outcome for how they behave. <laughs> yeah. And it can go either way. It can go from, you know, either, like, loving and sweet or really terrible just yeah. by the way they're treated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what you guys think, too. You guys meaning y'all listening here. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on this um, very exciting ride through new, I mean, through Midnight Sun. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, I'm no longer excited for next week's episode. <laughs> and I probably won't be the rest of the book. Can you name your emotion about Moving into next week's episode. <sighs> Terrified. 
sad it's danger it's danger danger whoa run. fight or flight 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 <laughs> emily wants to run run away don't emily no. okay. avoid oh, uh, shut down mm-hmm. close lay on the ground mm-hmm. don't under the bed uh yeah completely mm-hmm. okay <laughs> all right very good i'm glad to know i'm really nervous now because i still haven't read it don't mm. tell stephanie okay I okay won't. all right um <laughs> Good luck to anybody who's reading along with us. <laughs> We're in it together. We'll get through it together. We're going to do it every week, no matter what. So Yep. We're here for you. Yep. We love you very much. And remember, when you trauma bond with your big brother, he's going to be your bodyguard forever. Aww. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. We'll see you here next week. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at Remember Twilight Podcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.